Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 282. Six Simple Ways to Lose Belly Fat, Based on Science, Part 1, by Chris Gunners with authoritynutrition.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online, including Nerd Fitness, Ben Greenfield Fitness, and more, including today's site, Authority Nutrition. And if you didn't know already, there are four other podcasts where we read you blogs. So if you like the premise of this show, definitely check those out too. You can subscribe to them in the same place you're hearing this show by searching for Optimal Living Daily. Now today's post is around twice as long as a typical article I read here. So I'm breaking it up into two parts. I'll read half today and the rest tomorrow. So with that, let's use science to hear how we can lose belly fat and hear part one of today's post as we optimize your life. Six Simple Ways to Lose Belly Fat, Based on Science, Part 1, by Chris Gunners with authoritynutrition.com. Overweight does not necessarily equal unhealthy. There are actually plenty of overweight people who are in excellent health. Conversely, many normal weight people have the metabolic problems associated with obesity. That's because the fat under the skin is actually not that big of a problem, at least not from a health standpoint. It's more of a cosmetic problem. It's the fat in the abdominal cavity, the belly fat, that causes the biggest issues. If you have a lot of excess fat around your waistline, even if you're not very heavy, then you should take some steps to get rid of it. Belly fat is usually estimated by measuring the circumference around your waist. This can easily be done at home with a simple tape measure. Anything above 40 inches or 102 centimeters in men and 35 inches or 88 centimeters in women is known as abdominal obesity. There are actually a few proven strategies that have been shown to target the fat in the belly area more than other areas of the body. So here are six evidence-based ways to lose belly fat. One, don't eat sugar and avoid sugar-sweetened drinks. Added sugar is very unhealthy. Studies show that it has uniquely harmful effects on metabolic health. Sugar is half glucose, half fructose, 
and fructose can only be metabolized by the liver in any significant amount. When you eat a lot of refined sugar, the liver gets overloaded with fructose and is forced to turn it all into fat. Numerous studies have shown that excess sugar, mostly due to the large amounts of fructose, can lead to increased accumulation of fat in the belly. Some believe that this is the primary mechanism behind sugar's harmful effects on health. It increases belly fat and liver fat, which leads to insulin resistance and a host of metabolic problems. Liquid sugar is even worse in this regard. Liquid calories don't get registered by the brain in the same way as solid calories. So when you drink sugar-sweetened beverages, you end up eating more total calories. Studies show that sugar-sweetened beverages are linked to a 60% increased risk of obesity in children per each daily serving. So make a decision to minimize the amount of sugar in your diet and consider completely eliminating sugary drinks. This includes sugar-sweetened beverages, fruit juices, and various high-sugar sports drinks. Keep in mind that none of this applies to whole fruit, which are extremely healthy and have plenty of fiber that mitigates the negative effects of fructose. The amount of fructose you get from fruit is negligible compared to what you get from a diet high in refined sugar. If you want to cut back on refined sugar, then you must start reading labels. Even foods marketed as health foods can contain huge amounts of sugar. Bottom line, excess sugar consumption may be the primary driver of belly fat accumulation, especially sugary beverages like soft drinks. Two, eating more protein is a great long-term strategy to reduce belly fat. Protein is perhaps the most important macronutrient when it comes to losing weight. It has been shown to reduce cravings by 60%, boost metabolism by 80 to 100 calories per day, and help you eat up to 441 fewer calories per day. If weight loss is your goal, then adding protein is perhaps the single most effective change you can do to your diet. Not only will it help you lose, it can also help you avoid regaining weight if you ever decide to abandon your weight loss efforts. There's also some evidence that protein is particularly effective against belly fat. One study showed that the amount and quality of protein consumed was inversely related to fat in the belly. That is, people who ate more and better protein had much less belly fat. Another study in Denmark showed that protein was linked to significantly reduced risk of belly fat gain over a period of five years. This study also showed that refined carbohydrates and oils were linked to increased amounts of belly fat, but fruits and vegetables linked to reduced amounts. Many of the studies showing protein to be effective had protein at about 25-30% to of total daily calories. That's what you should aim for. So make an effort to increase your intake of high-protein foods such as whole eggs, fish, seafood, legumes, nuts, meat, dairy products, and some whole grains. These are the best protein sources in the diet. If you struggle with getting enough protein in your diet, then a quality protein supplement like whey protein is a healthy and convenient way to boost your total intake. If you're a vegetarian or vegan, there are other ways to increase your protein intake and lots of resources available on that. Bonus tip, consider cooking your foods in coconut oil. Some studies have shown that 30 milliliters or about two tablespoons of coconut oil per day reduces belly fat slightly. Bottom line, eating enough protein is a very effective way to lose weight. Some studies suggest that protein is particularly effective against belly fat accumulation. Three, hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Six Simple Ways to Lose Belly Fat Based on Science by Chris Gunners with authoritynutrition.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. 
But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Couple of comments. With regards to fruit, Chris is absolutely right in that when people think of fruit. They say, oh, it's high in fructose. And I heard fructose is bad for you. So I'm not going to eat fruit. Well, that's misleading. Fruit, as Chris mentioned in his post, is high in dietary fiber. It's high in all of these wonderful antioxidants, which kind of offsets the minimal amount of fructose you actually find in the fruit. When we get fructose from processed foods, it's a concentrated source of it. So it behaves very differently. It doesn't come with all of that fiber. It doesn't come with all of these antioxidants. So please don't be afraid of whole fruit. Enjoy it. And I would say two to three servings of whole fruit a day is absolutely fine. When it comes to protein, what I want to say is most of us are probably already consuming about 25 to 30% of our daily calories from protein each day. And that was the range that Chris mentioned is kind of the optimal range if you want to reduce your belly fat. So for many of us, we probably actually don't need to increase our protein intake. More than anything, what we probably need to look at is the types of protein we're consuming. I would always emphasize consuming more lean proteins, those types of proteins that are lower in saturated and trans fats. These would be foods like your fish, your poultry, so chicken, turkey, egg whites, nuts, soy, tofu, those kinds of foods. Beans are another great source. You might be thinking, but wait, saturated fat, I thought that's not so bad. Coconut oil is high in saturated fat when compared to other oils. So which is it? Is saturated fat okay for us or not okay? Well, what we still haven't figured out is whether the saturated fat that comes from plant sources, like coconut oil, is better for our bodies than saturated fat that comes from an animal source. Do those behave differently in the body? It's kind of hard to tell. One of the problems with researching this concept is it's hard to separate the saturated fat from its original source. What I'm trying to say is red meat, for example, is not only high in saturated fat, but it comes with other things that may cause systemic inflammation in the body. What we're learning is some folks 
are not able to process red meat effectively. And this leads to systemic inflammation in their body. Other folks can eat red meat, no problem, no real inflammation. Whole eggs. Okay, eggs got a bad rap. Now they're healthy, right? What we're still learning is whole eggs contain something called TMAO. So when we cook whole eggs, TMAO gets into our system. And this can lead to, again, systemic inflammation. This is not what we want to have happen. This increases risk for disease. So if I were you, I probably wouldn't increase my protein intake too much, but rather focus on leaner sources of protein. All right, really quickly, before I go, don't forget that we have four other podcasts where we narrate blogs for you. So check them out and subscribe to get a lot more content for free. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show. That's it for Tuesday's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.